Welcome to the Leadership Activators podcast. I'm thrilled that you're here. If we haven't met yet, my name is Carol Issa. I'm a former sound engineer turned professional coach for leaders and entrepreneurs. I truly believe that it's so important to surround yourself with resourceful minds and it takes just one idea to create massive change in your life. With each episode, I bring you a special guest or message to help you enable the leader in you and live life on your terms. I trust you'll enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for being you. Thank you so much, Kai, for joining me in this conversation today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Carol. Thanks for having me. So um, before we get started, I'm really interested to know more about what you do and who you help through your business. For sure. Yeah, thank you. And and thank you for, you know, like originally reaching out. And I, I don't know, sometimes you have those friendships, those relationships that you build over time and you don't even know where it gets started. And you just go, oh, but, you know, all, all that mattered in, in my mind to remember was that we connected really well. So, you know, I don't know the source or the place, but but we, we just got on like straight away. We had a had a long chat, our first, our first conversation, and it was, yeah, everything was humming along. So, yeah, so thank you for, for reaching out. So I do photography um, and the two people uh, sitting behind me in the frame, my grandparents, um, they raised me. And, and, and so I got into photography um, when I was you know, just in school and I, you know, I couldn't paint, for, I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't sculpt, I couldn't, couldn't draw very well or, or I believe that I couldn't do it very well. So I went, all right, you know, what's the next best thing? You know, so I, my grandparents were lovely enough. They actually got me a small little camera and yeah I got into photography and the photography journey actually ended up involving them a lot and I was taking photographs of them a lot and you know my grandparents from that era they might have had a photo on the street with a box brownie or you know like a, you know at a few functions things like that but they didn't really have a lot of photos taken of their life very very unlike you know the, the youngsters of today um, or even or even us you know where it's like oh you know you had a pie you got to get a photo you know you're at this event. Where's the photo? So, um, yeah. So for 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 them, they were they, they were very um very they were the most photographed um, elderly people uh, I think in all of Cronulla. I'd like to say, um, and they were my my <laughs> models as I was going through my diploma of photo imaging. So you know that's that's where it all began. And I really I really felt that if I sat with them long enough, and I talked to them, and bit by bit we got rid of the veils, you know, we got rid of the pretense, we got rid of the, the, the kind of the self-narrative that they tell themselves who they are or, or you know, or, the, or who they show up as or the identity. We got rid of all of that. And moment by moment, as you ask more questions and, dive, and they dive deeper into themselves, I felt like there was a split second where you had an opportunity to capture their soul. And that's what got me into it. Love it. Yeah. That's, that's what got me into photography. So that was like my, my project was taking photographs of the family around my grandparents' house in all sorts of different places, natural lighting, um, and just sitting with them for, you know, like for a teenager, it would be longer, you know, maybe because they, they've got a lot more of a veil on. They've got a lot more of a protective layer of covering of who they really are um, because they're, they're, they're fearful of, of being vulnerable and showing who they really are because if that part of them, who they really are, gets, gets damaged or um, gets criticised, then that really hurts compared to if their identity gets damaged or criticized. So, so I guess it was about a, a lot deeper than just um, liking to take pictures. So, so eventually that evolved into 
um, portrait photography for clients and um, corporate photography and product photography. And, and I did a range of photography, but I, but I, what I came back to was I really want to, you know, that original project when I was um, finished my diploma, I want to come back to that and bring that. And, and, and so now what I do is I sit with clients like, like a lawyer recently and, you know, the standard photographs, them looking, you know, powerful and commanding and, you know, you know, you, you want to hire this lawyer. I actually asked this lady, I said, you know, what, what are you doing in society that plugs some of the holes in society that maybe don't get the same sense sensationalism or um, newsworthiness than other problems? You know, what, like, what are some of the things that you're doing? Mm. Um, and I knew her a little bit. I met her a few times. So this question wasn't something that I just, you know, chucked at her. So and I knew that she was involved in, in some things. Yeah. And she told me about invisible homelessness. And I said, what's that? And he said, she said, well, it's, um, you know, a, pl- a plethora of women who have been um, financially dependent in the relationship. And when that relationship goes, when the, when the husband passes away or something happens, um, then they are, they're vulnerable. Um, and so what they, and, you know, these women end up doing is they end up couch surfing or they, you know, there's like women's homeless shelters and things like that. And she said, actually, I'm speaking at one coming up. And so I, I went, I grabbed that moment of that conversation. I said, that's what we need to capture. That's the story that we need to tell. We need people to come to your website and feel that empathy and feel that connection. So I guess I gave my trade secrets away, but that, that, that's that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave it away. Well, co- combining your skills and the emotional aspect and feeling like how deep you dive into the world of your clients to really capture their essence is so unique to the way you do photography, which is which I absolutely love. So I'm assuming that Soul Gazing Photography, which is the name of your business, ha- was born through this lens. Correct, correct. Yeah, so like everyone else, um, started off pretty standard, had my name as the photography business, and then I just didn't, yeah, I, you know, I didn't feel strongly about it. And also for anyone out there, if you're trying to have your business name as your name, that's very hard to sell your business down track if you ever wanted to do that. Um, or if you want to do something with mm. your business. So, um, so yeah, so soul gazing photography just gravitated to me. I just thought, you know, what am I doing here? What am I like, what am I capturing? I'm, I'm trying to gaze into their soul to grab a moment, a photograph, a, a hair of a split second where they show that. And then that is a photograph that stands the testament time. And for, in terms of my grandfather's photograph, I was over in Sydney, um, uh, a couple of years ago and he was, he was not well. Um, and, you know, when when it, when it was uh, pretty confirmed that he was going to pass away, the whole family said, "Well, where's that photograph? Where's that photograph of him?" I went, you know, well, my hard drive's back in on the on the west coast of Australia. You know, like, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's a long way away. Um, and so they said, "Oh, well, you know, I don't care what you've got to do. You've got to get that photograph." And I just said, "You know, why? Like, there's plenty of photographs of him." He said, "That's him. That photograph is Clivey. That's." He, you know the architect, the observer, the the you know, the grin, the cheekiness in his in his in his expression. That's him, and so that's when I think it really hit me of how special it is to take really powerful photographs. I absolutely love what you shared. Like you touched on the different points that are so important. One of them, one of them was a great tip around business, which is um, the temptation of going with our name when we get started, and then realizing that yeah, maybe it's easier to. Um, attract the clients and to get people to know that this service is attached to us but as we start growing with our business we realize that it's very challenging to leave a legacy Mm. with our name attached to it the other thing that i uh that you touched on which is awesome 
is capturing the true essence of the person yeah. through the picture. Like, not any picture, this specific picture. And it's amazing there are those invisible signs and signals and energies that flow when we look at the picture of someone. Yeah. And it's so important to create this image of the person where we feel connected to the picture, even if it's like a static one. Yeah. There is no movement. There is so much that it can tell us. Yes. Love that about what you just you just shared here. Awesome. Talking about your grandparents, I'm wondering who have been your biggest, greatest, key, however you want to call it, mentors in your life so far. And what did you learn from them? Yes. Yeah, so my, my, my grandparents, um, I mean, I was in a bit of a spot of bother and, and, and you know, I was uh, didn't have anywhere to go. My grandparents were there for me, so they're definitely um, yeah. They're, they've been numero uno and dos, but yeah, they're, they're definitely the most numero <laughs> uno and dos. <laughs> they're definitely. You speak Spanish? Uh, un poquito, un poquito, <laughs> un poquito, un poquitito. Yeah. <laughs> Lo siento, mala, mala español. <laughs> Woo, that's a, a whole new level. Yeah. Cool. Love it. Um, <laughs> you threw a curveball right there. Yes. yes. <laughs> I thought I, that, was, that was the, the yeah, the curveball to throw into the podcast. My, my, my grandparents, they're definitely the, the mentors. Um, and I'm not actually related to them. So, um, you know, that's why they don't look very Greek um, or ethnic. Uh, so, but yeah, they, they, they were there for me. And, and, and in terms of, you know, mentors, I was speaking to my, my other granny um, in South Africa last night, you know, um, mm. and just realizing the, the, the layers of, of love and um, the layers of, of pride that they gave, that they gave me. Um, and, and that was just the beginning of me to be, believe in myself, you know, and it's, it's you know, for anybody listening, it, it, it seems like a very daunting world out there, especially when we listen to some, uh, how should I say this, content or information that is very divisive and has us thinking, oh, my God, if I believe this, if I say this, if I talk about this, mm. everyone's going to hate me and think about me. And the truth is everyone is tuned into their own radio station of, you know, what's in it for them. Like they're not going to be thinking about you yeah. all the time. Like they're not going to be worried about you all the time. If you're going out there and you're being bold and you're saying, I'm going to lose 10 kilos because I want to be health, healthier or I'm going to um, do this marathon or I'm going to create this business, you know, then people are not, they might make a comment, but that's that's a second. They're going to make a comment, oh, who do you think you are? You yeah. think you're too good. And then they're going to pass. But we're the ones who decide if we're going to linger with that. And, and that's what I think really, um, really messes up our, our journey and i think my grandparents really put a lot of pride in me and went when i'm proud of the person you are and then i went okay well if you're proud of the person who i am i appreciate that but my gosh i want to go and show you the person i can be i want to go and show you what i can do you know and it's like that that, that foundation so really actually reinforcing this image and the self-esteem that yep I'm absolutely this and I'm going to keep reinforcing this and make you proud in a way also. Yeah. Um, which actually, which brings me to my next question to you. In, in one of our previous conversations, you shared with me that you've been through a lot of health challenges yeah. and 
there were so many learnings through these challenges. One of them was what you shared, love, self-esteem, pride, trusting yourself and all of that. What was the journey like for you and what did you learn throughout this journey? It was probably, I mean, there were, there were times when I was a teenager um, and I felt very alone. Like I, I definitely knew what loneliness felt like. Um, but this was definitely a time where I felt alone but trapped. Um, and, and, and actually it's, it's funny, uh, it's funny, Carol, how things can, like, you know, you can have themes in your life and they can return and reoccur because as I say that, well, when I was a teenager and when I was a lot younger and through the trauma, I felt alone and trapped. And, and so I, you know, to long story short, I, I had a, um, a health impact, um, two months, two months after I left school. So I, you know, I got home from the gym one night, um, you know, and, and sat on the couch and all of a sudden I got really, really hot. And so I stripped all my clothes off and was sitting on the couch you know, naked. And then all of a sudden it got really, really cold, chucked all the clothes on. That was the first sign, um, watching Independence Day on the big screen. And, you know, so I rem- wow. those little things I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the good old days, exactly. So, so, so they're the little things I remember. I was watching uh, on the TV at home. And, and, then, and then the next night I went to get some ice from the fridge um, and I collapsed on the ground and I just laid there for 20 minutes. And so mm-hmm. there were, you know, little clues, little bits and pieces. And then we went to the doctor and the doctor said, all right, looks like you've got gastro, take these tablets, went home, took the tablets, vomited them straight up. And that's when I really knew, okay, something is just not going right. Um, eventually went down um, and saw my uncle. Um, he was a chiropractor. He saw me coming down the hallway and he just, and he had like a, whole, a lot of other areas of study and, you know, he um, knew about you know, viruses and different sort of things. And he saw me and he just said, you know, this kid's got a virus, take him to the doctor. If the doctor doesn't take him to the hospital, you got to take him to the hospital. So we drove, we rushed to the doctor. This doctor is this amazing doctor, lovely Chinese doctor that I knew for about 10 years. And, and at one point when I was going through a lot of challenges, he gave me this book titled Hope. And it had all these beautiful landscapes with these quotes mm. on hope. So it was, it was more than just a doctor. And he, um, mm. yeah, and, and, and he said, Carl, look, he said, you know, these, can you see these tip, these red dots on your tips of your fingers? And I said, yeah. I said, you know, what are those? And at this point, you're so sick. Like I was so sick that I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but you get this sort of vignette, like your, your, your peripheral vision caves right in and you're just like, you're not fully functioning socially. And so mm. I said, yeah, I can notice those tips. He said, this, the, this means you've got an infection on your heart. And so like that was mm. probably the last thing that I was expecting to hear. And he said, you need to go to the hospital right now. So I got rushed to the hospital was in the hospital, still conscious. Um, and I said to my family, I, I can't go to the, I can't go to the toilet. Um, the nurse came over and she looked at my paperwork, said, what the hell? You were supposed to go straight through the ICU. The reason you can't go to the toilet is your organs are shutting down. And then I got rushed and that's where like everything started, um, you know, like the lights and flashing and everything started to, to kind of happen. And um, then I saw the, the, the professor, um, he came over and he said, we're going to put this pipe down your throat and you're going to go to sleep. So again, so sick. I just went, okay, yep, sure. That sounds, that sounds fine. That sounds dandy. Mm. Um, and they put me to sleep and they turned to my family and they said, it doesn't look like he's going to make it through the night, whether we operate or not, you know, your son's most likely going to die tonight. So yeah, pretty heavy. Um, and my, my family actually called my stepfather um, in Ireland and my stepfather is the son of, my grandparents so um 
mm. called him and, you know, and they always trusted him with like, you know, I guess, health advice. And you know, he was also a chiropractor and he other studies and different sort of things. And, you know, and he said, look, well, you know, you're there, you've, you've got to make the decision, you've got to make the call, you're on the ground, whether you want to operate or not. Um, personally, I think he's probably too weak to operate, but, but you make the call. Um, and so my family ended up making the call and said, all right, we're not going to operate. We're just going to let him wake up from the induced coma, hopefully. So it was a you know, huge call, huge risks. Um, it was risk whatever direction we took. I woke up about a week later and um, saw a whole bunch of family. My stepfather was there. And he came up to me and he said, mm. you've got a three centimeter. Um, you know, so he came up to me. Usually you know, we'd have a bit of banter and laughter and smiles, but he was very serious. And he said, Carl, you're lucky to be alive. Like you don't understand. With what you have coming into the hospital, you've got a 33% chance of being alive. Um, and in your state, like, you know, you should not be alive. So basically you've got a three centimeter bug um, eating a hole into your heart. And he said, you know, we need to make a decision. Um, and the more we prolong, the more dangerous it is. And he said, this is the paperwork. If you want to operate, this is all the things. Uh, this is what happens. They cut, they cut a chunk of your heart off. They put this metal attachment on. You're on these medications. You're on this, you're on that. Like, this is how your life changed. So for me, I was like, wow, 18, mm. this is not, this is not, I had hope, I had dreams, Carol, of playing for like the, a rugby team and, 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 and being an athlete and mm. all that sort of stuff. So this was, this was, it was going, it was taking a little bit of a detour. And so, yeah, I hear you. So, yeah, so he, um, so he said, this is the paperwork you just signed here. And then he said, there's also this thing called the alkaline diet. And then I went, what's that? And my nutritional understanding at that age was, how to lift weights and build protein and you know that's that's pretty much as much as i knew yeah you know typical teenage yeah. rugby head sort of boy so um so yeah so i um i said all right well you know what is this this alkaline diet he said so the the philosophy behind it is that um you have alkalizing food so we go on this this juice fast and you change the ecosystem of your body and the bug has nothing to sustain it and then the bug will um, die off. And he said, I can't confirm yeah. whether it worked. Definitely not. Um, I can confirm if you go under the knife and you cut, you know, it's, it's going to be cut off. Um, but also part of your heart's going to be cut away. So, so it was a huge decision. Um, and it came down to, I said, you know, you know, like Ward, you've done, you've done right by me my whole life. Um, you know, you've been there. You've, you've, you've really looked after me. Um, I trust you as a man. Let's try this this thing that you say that's going to work. And so, very very against the grain, very uh, not the right environment to be doing this in. Um, started having this juice diet, and then started to have um, 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 vitamins. And then my grandmother brought me in these tapes and about you know these old tapes um, in one of those CD players, you know those circular CD players, and 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 um, yes. you know like and, and all these different things. And it was just um, meditations and and everything about peaks and all I remember was peaks and valleys stories about peaks and valleys and then um you know my stepfather started educating me about my heart and where the you know valves were and everything like that and and so I was you know I was, I was doing these visualizations and I was like pulling pulling my heart together and just saying heal heal you know I was doing this in the shower because I was obviously pretty embarrassed by by what I was doing because this was all very very new to me very very much out of my comfort zone um nothing like I've mm. ever done and yeah and 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 so this you had this experience and then long story short there was there was obviously a lot of um drama in the hospital um but eventually 
uh, at the three-week mark, um, we got rid of the bug. So we hit with the, 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 the heart was naturally healed, um, which was like amazing because I, I believed in him. I believed in what he could do, but I, I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't sure, you know, you just, I really wasn't sure. Yeah. Like, so it worked, you know, it worked. And then I left the hospital um, and I went to a, a new cardiologist and, and I got rid of the bug, but, but, but part of my heart had been eaten away. So much less part than what would have been cut off, but so so we recovered mm. the, the 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 situation, but we had to we had to make a plan to go forward. So my heart was leaking a lot of blood, um, and I had to work out you know what the next step was. So I went to um, new cardiologist, and he said, "Look, you got a 30 percent chance of repairing your heart." So that's where we you know we use um, a bit of cow heart tissue, we use aneuplasty ring, we use different pieces to to stitch together. Um, and you don't have to use any metal attachments. So I said, okay. Um, yeah, you know, I left and I kept doing my program and I came back every came back every three months. And then I came back um, you know, three months later he said there's a 50% chance. Then not three months, there's a 60, and then eventually he said 70% chance. Called my stepfather, I said, What do we do? Said, wow. What do you want to do? And I said, All right, let's 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 do the operation. So I went in, had the operation. Um and then I, I was, this, this is how focused I was on succeeding, like on, on the repair. I, I woke up out of the operation, the five-hour operation, where you're pretty much, you know, dead, like, you know, you pretty much turn yeah, you off. I can imagine. Yeah. And, 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 and like, so you're just on the support. And yeah, so I woke up and I woke up screaming, um, repair or replacement, repair or replacement. Did they repair my heart or did they replace that part of my heart? You know, so I, I woke up screaming this, right? Which is, it's, it's bizarre to think about. But, um, and then someone grabbed my hand and they said, one of my family members said, Kyle, they repaired, they repaired your heart, they repaired your heart. And I'm in the middle of ICU and I just went, ah, oh, you know, I just started like swearing, like so excited, like, yes, you know, just like, like I was at the, <laughs> the, the touchline of a, you know, footy field or something cheering a, t- a team on, you know, so, <laughs> and I was I was cheering, but I had these like you know these wires in my chest. Now I had all these stitches and everything going on. So, so yeah, that was a um that was a heavy experience. And 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 to not go on because I because I'm sure you got you might have a question or two. I, I often get asked, you know, did, did I see anything? Um, so straight off the bat, no, I didn't see anything when I when I was um in the operation or when I was under. But. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about this question, but it's good that you answered. I'm sure that a lot of listeners would have this question. Yes, yeah. Yes. It's, it's a peculiar question that I've got quite a bit and I just don't have an answer for it, which sucks. I wish I could say I saw something, you know. But, um, but yeah, so uh, but I, I had after that, that experience, six weeks later, I nearly died again. I had pericarditis. Um, and, mm. and then, um, obviously, uh, sorry, at the start of um, 2020, I had, another you know i had other procedures and different things going on and and different things that i did to actually i improved my injection fraction of my heart um incredibly like in in the space of six months which is amazing so but it what i'm trying to say is it doesn't stop like it, it's not something that um stops yeah. and i think this is the same for your mental health this mm-hmm. is the same for your you know, financial economic health the same for your spiritual health um your relationships, yeah. you, you know, you, it, 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 nothing stops, guys. It doesn't stop. Yeah. You got to keep at it. Yeah, I love it. It's an ongoing challenge, really. It's, it's about how is it that you approach it, what you make it mean, and how you make decisions over and over again when you're at the crossroads. 
and committing to what you've decided to do. I absolutely love the discipline that you had, the commitment and the belief to be determined to create the change that needed to create and to heal yourself and to repair. The, the word that you, you've been obsessed about when you're like repair or replace. And yeah. uh, it's amazing how, how much the mind can do and our belief system can break or make the yes. person. So, yeah, I absolutely love this story. And every time you, 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 you tell it again, I feel like I'm listening to it all over again. Like I discover new layers. It's so rich and it has so much depth to it, which I love. Thank you so much for sharing this. And I trust that a lot of our listeners will benefit from this guide. Thank you, Carol. There is something that I come across a lot, which is Decide Your Destiny, Decide Your Destiny movement on social media around your profile. I'm wondering what is the purpose behind it? But behind Decide Your Destiny and, and those, those three, three letters um, stands my grandfather. So about two months before I actually had this whole um, health incident, I was sitting on the couch with my grandfather. And, you know, so 18 at the time, just, you know, sitting down and, and there was nothing we were talking about. We were just sitting kind of in each other's company and, I don't know, just being present. We weren't really communicating about anything. Um, and I had a lot of those experiences mm -hmm. around my grandparents, which was really nice. You know, you look at how busy the world is now. Mm. With them, I actually learned the art of slowing down and kind of being present, mm. um, not by mm. them, you know, dictating be present, but th them them showing by example. So, you know, we're just mm. sitting there and he just, he, he turned to me um, and the sun was kissing the side of his face and he had this big grin and he just said, um, he said, decide your destiny. And I went, what? He said, decide your destiny. So <laughs> what are you saying, Clive? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> And he said, Carl, whatever you do, make sure that in your life you decide your destiny. And wow. yeah, and, that, and it was only years, years later, like only in, you know, you know, 2019, 2020, that I started kind of rediscovering like those, those words. And then I kind of did a bit of reflection mm -hmm. on my life. And I went, you know, because I think sometimes if you're, if you're going to go do something big, if you're going to do, you know, do a business, if you're going to go create something, whatever, you, I think you've got to kind of look back at some of your successes you've had in your life already because there's so much um, so much that, you, that, that we will put standing in our way and that will, mm. that will distract us yeah. from the creative energy that takes us, that, that, you know, takes us to the, the location we want to be um, or to the, along the journey we want to be. So I think we have to kind of find successes in our life and go, okay, where did I... And I had to go, where did I decide my destiny? And I went, oh, well, that whole heart incident, a lot of people came in and uh, came in to save the day, came in to help, but that was my decision to make. And that was a pretty intense decision for an 18-year-old to, to have to make. And then, you know, yeah. like with, with family and, 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 and kind of a decision, I, a pretty serious decision I made when I was 14 that kind of redirected the journey of my life and then um, business and, and where I lived. And so... I kind of went, oh, okay, there's something something to this philosophy of decide your destiny. Um, and that's where I started writing a book. And, and the book came to me. Um, so obviously I've got the, the, the daily video. So I've got a daily decide your destiny daily dose, which is a daily video you know, for about five minutes. Um, and it's just on a, on a certain topic, you know. So 
um, you know, today's topic, I'm thinking of doing something around, and this is, yeah, you're getting a little prequel, um, <laughs> but I'm thinking of doing something. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> no problems, no problems. It's free to start. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> so behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. You get a sneak peek behind the scenes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But today I'm thinking of doing something, um, just, you know, decide um, to not uh, look for bias confirmation, um, which I think is a huge thing Um in society today so you know and that just came from through from a conversation i had with uh, a friend of mine in um in sydney earlier on today so so yeah so that, that will be decided to, and then i'll talk about it a little bit and, and every now and then i'll try and get guests on and have like a quick you know, short five minute back and forth um and the, i mean the purpose of it is really to get that energy out to get that message out to um you know i've had like that whole alkaline diet came from a book and that you know, pretty much saved my life in that environment. So a book helped save my life. And then videos have helped yeah. really, you know, videos from Jim Rohn and different sort of people have really helped. And, you know, about philosophers have really helped get my mind right. So I feel like I'm just trying to pay it forward, pay what my grandparents gave me, pay that forward mm. Um, mm. And, and, mm. And, and do my bit. And, and the book came when I was just sitting in prayer and, I, and I'd gone over to Sydney in 2019 and I was there with my grandfather, held his hand when he, when he passed from this earth and the family was so lovely that they got me to do, you know, um, the eulogy. And, and you know, so it was this huge experience and I came back from it um, and I hadn't been to Sydney for a few while, a little while. So I came back, you know, that whole family, that whole environment, you're just, you're just surrounded by all of that Um and it's a big commotion at the, of a time as well. And you're trying to just, you're solving problems. It's very high intensity. You know, when someone's passing, you're just solving problem, next problem, next problem, next problem. Emotions sometimes have to go to the side, yeah. you know, and things like, yeah. you know, carrying, you know, carrying the body out and, or different things that you do, you'll just break down. And, and, and then emotion, like there'll be a little bit of a valve and the emotion will come out. But mm. I came back to, to mm. Perth and I kind of had, well, shit, now I've got to sit, sit with all of this and, 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 and figure it all out. Um, and I just was in deep prayer and I just had this moment and I just said, dear God, dear ether, dear, you know, you know, whatever it is, higher power, mm. um, you know, uh, and it's not, you know, I'm not heavily religious, but I, I, you know, I pray time to time. I'll pray, do a gratitude prayer, um, things like that. And so I just, I just said, um, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid of death. I'm not afraid of um of you know needing i don't need you know social approval i don't uh, or I don't, I don't need all these exterior things to be happy or uh, i've had an a heck of an experience so far um but, yeah. but what's important is i want to be on path i want to be on the path that i'm supposed to be i want to be doing the work that i'm supposed to be doing while i'm here and then while i had my eyes closed and i was really pleading <laughs> really um this, yes. this vision of this book came to me and it was just, you know, it's just like, tell your story, you know, tell your story. Um, and, you know, it had the black cover and didn't, didn't quite have those words just yet, but it was just tell your story. So um, that's where the side destiny movement came. And that's the purpose behind it is, is, is really, really digging into that philosophy and extrapolating all the important things, kind of like what we're doing in this podcast, you know, extracting the important things in that. Yeah. At the beginning of the conversation, we were sharing how mostly we put the handbrake and how different things stop us from achieving what we're meant to achieve, to, to, to be on purpose, to discover our purpose and to be in flow. 
and how we have this tendency to tune into the unresourceful speeches mm. and looping into those stories and the power of choice of pausing and looking at the other side of the spectrum, which is how is it that we're going to make it? How is it that we have the belief that we're going to get there? And what you shared here, I absolutely love it because you were talking about making a difference, like getting over yourself mm. and saying, you know what? I'm just going to put myself out there. I'm going to share my story and I'm going to make sure that I'm going to think about this, even if it's this one person that is going to benefit from what I'm about to share. Yeah. This is who I'm talking to. Exactly. I don't need approval. I don't need to have a thousand likes or people championing what I'm doing. I have this very strong inner compass that is driving this purpose because I know that on the other side, even if I don't know who that person is and maybe I will never know, I know that someone is going to benefit from my story and I might change their life. And that's a good enough reason for me to keep going, which I absolutely love. It's awesome. And... I'm not sure if 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 I heard you correctly, but you said that you you are doing a daily dose, like yes. a daily live video. Yeah. So is it that you've committed for 365 days to do a daily video? Is is this the mission that you're on? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. So doing one every day, and 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 you know, um, I mean, I, I do want to say this. Like that was someone else that kind of prompted me to do that. So do take do take mm. inspiration from. From, from the world, but also find that confirmation within yourself. You know, like, like what you're saying, like, why am I doing this? I'm doing this for that person. I'm not doing that for, if I, oh, mm. if I don't get 10 likes in this video, I'm not going to do another one. Because you know, if, if you, that, that's a weak foundation. If you're basing the reason you're doing something yeah. on, on how someone else is going to take it. You know, world life, it's unpredictable, you know, but what you, what you yeah. can predict is what you, like, What's important to you and the actions that you're going what to. What drives you. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. it. Exactly. Correct. So, yeah. So, yeah. so I've had people that, that, have, that have really um, influenced and assisted and helped me in my life. Um, and I take away the positives and someone prompted me to do like a daily, like, like, do, like try to do like a, you know, a couple of videos and things like that. And then eventually it just turned into a daily, decided destiny daily dose. So, yeah, 365 days is the target I'm going. Um, and it's been really interesting because it, it's, it's like, you know, you learn like, wow, this is a discipline that I really need to to have. I really need to be able to be in the zone. Um, I need to be able to be mentally strong because if I get sideswiped by um, a changing society impact or a news headline or or a family member or, or or some something something else that affects it, then that that affects my ability to be able to do the daily dose. So. In, in a way, like when people ask, like, you know, what are you doing this for? Or like, you know, how many followers have you got? How has it helped your YouTube channel? How has it helped all those sorts of things? For me, it's like, man, it has helped me internally to be, to, to get to that consistency of not just consistency of output, but consistency of, of my frame of mind um, and realizing when I get swayed and how quickly I get swayed in a world that seems like a rocky ocean at times. You know, a wavy ocean, sorry, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing what you're sharing here. It goes way beyond the posting of the video and the doing it. It's, it's almost like a form of meditation. Yeah. If you're looking to start your business doing something you love, 
I would love to invite you to join me in the Start Your Business Leadership Activators Facebook group and be part of an amazing community of like-minded people from around the world who are also on a mission to go from idea to launching their business doing something they love. What, what does the word leadership mean to you, Kai? Example. I, th- I was trying to think, find another word, but example really came to it because you know, it's that whole thing of your words speak loud, um, your actions speak louder than your words. And I think it's that example. You know, at our natural basis, I think we are observers. You know, like you know, you think of a kid. You know, what does a kid do? He kind of observes how a, how a, another kid plays with Lego and goes, "Oh, that's how you plug those things together." Or, you know, so we're natural observers. So, and, and I think more recently I've realized how important our environment is in terms of our success. Mm. You know, like, like mm. stacking, habit stacking, like, you know, um, from the brilliant book, um, Atomic Habits, like habit stacking our environment. You know, you can even have your environment to be in support of your ventures. So example, and I think that's the biggest thing, leadership, because we, and, and in today's day you can have people, um, talking about how great they are, um, you know. You, I, I think, you know, you can you, not to take a dig at him, but but it, but it's just it's it, it's it's a perfect um, it's a perfect thing that I heard from someone, and I want to share it because it it, it kind of it yeah. unravels so much. So our our own yeah. this country's uh, prime minister, th- what happened was this person started posting these Instagram things, and they kind of like they they create these memes, they 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 make jokes about everybody, you know, and so some. You know, people yeah. that are semi semi famous or celebrities in Australia are, are suing this place, but it's just it's an invisible thing. It's like a, like an online news agency that just creates memes. And so they created one yeah. for the prime prime minister, and they they called it um, Scotty from marketing. You know, so they call him Scotty from marketing. Yeah. Yeah. And then his opposition yeah. started using that same tagline, Scotty from marketing. And now I'm not I'm not taking a dig at anyone, you know, each to their own in terms of your beliefs yeah, yeah. and your, your 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 thoughts. But but the, the the phrase Scotty from marketing, I think it just has such a power of the world. Someone from marketing in terms of are you just marketing that you're this and that, or are you this and that? And I think that's what leadership comes yes. back to is the example of what are you setting? You know, what are you doing? What are the actions that you're doing that actually say you're the leader that we need right now? You're the leader that will take us into the future in a positive way. Um, you know, you're the person that we need. And I think there's so much, there's so much um, filler, you know, conversation about mm. how great mm. you know, I'm going to be or how great you're going to be or how much we're going to do. And then it's like, well, where's the action? Mm. What's the, you know, where's the action? Um, Walking yeah. the talk. Exactly. Do. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. Exa- and I think the, like one thing, like I want to kind of make sure we don't um, get into is, or, or doesn't get mistaken is anybody can be like a leader. Like you can be a leader at young. You don't have to have all this experience and experience is important, but you actually doing the actions of, Hey, I'm going to go out and make, take this risk and put my neck on the line here and try and see what we can fix there. You're being a leader. You didn't need 10 years of yeah. being a leader. You were being a leader in that moment. So all the young people listening, you can be a leader right now you know so yeah absolutely it's an attitude it's a way of thinking it's a choice it's yeah it's yeah. daring like Brene Brown would say yes. dare to lead I love this book by yes. the way yeah yeah I'm going to check it out 
about a book since we, we got there. Um, what is a book that you recently read that you loved and why? There's the, the story brand, um, which is, uh, which is a, it's a great book um, kind of explaining that um, every movie, uh, like every story comes down to seven key elements. And once you learn that sort of uh, those key ingredients, you can kind of understand every movie. Um, and it's, and it talks about how to position your, like the person that you're serving in your business, in your venture, in your, um, in what are you doing as the hero in that, in that sort of story arc. So, so that was, that was really good. I think one book that um, maybe, maybe for like, a, as a personal choice that really helped me recently was um, that one, one thing. Um, and I think I'd been, been avoiding that book. Like it's, like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a a known book and it's done such great things for so many people. But um, I think because I thought, well, no, I can't just do one thing. I, you know, in my, my subconscious, my, my, yeah, yeah. My silly brain. Yeah. Yeah. My silly brain was like, I don't want this book to convince me to just focus on one thing. I want to do a bit of this, a bit of that, a bit of that, you know? So I eventually finally picked it up and, 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 and in going through it, um, one of the biggest takeaways was, this, this idea of multitasking and it came about very much around um, like the computer, you know, computers and kind of going, wow, computers can multitask. But what he was saying is like speaking to a computer engineer is that a computer does this task. And while that task is loading, it goes and does this other task. And so that book really helped me to realize, okay, I need to focus on one thing at a time, get that done. If that's loading, great. I can come over here, but really consciously focus and it's such a power tool in today's day. If you're going for a job, if you're trying to impress someone, you can show that person that you can focus. Um, it's going to take you places because it's a, it's, it's a highly distractible place. <laughs> you know? um, yeah, yeah you, it's, it's another muscle that is so challenging to train. Um, it's so easy to get distracted. Like already this exercise that most like productivity courses teach is to put your phone on the side, not having the social media app sitting there with all the notifications blipping and buzzing and, you know, making those sounds like every time you get a message or like whatever to check your phone. And, and I find that it's very challenging for a lot of people to do this. Um, and at the same time, a lot of people pride themselves that they are multitaskers only yeah. to realize down the line that mm, this is something they want to have a look at. And interestingly, most people who pride themselves that they are multitaskers, when I work with them, they almost inevitably always have time management challenges. Inevitably. Like yeah. it's like the first thing that comes to mind, what do you need help with? They're like time management. And it's so, <laughs> yeah. it's funny because it's funny how our brain works and tricks us. And, and I love what you shared around the discipline around creating this focused brain on the one thing. There's another book. If, if you're interested in this space, it's called the power of focus. Go check it out. Yep. I'm actually thinking about the word success. It has come up a lot in our conversation. What is your definition of success? How do you decide that whether you're being successful, someone is being successful? What's your definition of the word success? I love this question. So a lot of a lot of where my philosophy and mindset has changed is, is not looking not looking out to the world for answers, but looking within myself and then observing the world. So within myself for those answers. 
and observing the world. So picking something up and going, I'm observing this. This is success to this person. Then looking inside. Is that success to me? No, not quite. And it's finding, I think, what success is finding what it is to you. And, you know, everyone's heard this and we hear, you know, it's one of those things. Yeah, we hear success is what, what it means to you. But I honestly think we all get up and one is like one of the things we want to be productive. You know, we want to kind of move, we want to move our state to another state. You know, like we want to move our place. So being successful is, all right, what have I, what, what have I set out as high morale, high ethical attributes of me, high ethical attributes that I are like in, like you said before, mentors or people I look up. Um, what are the, what are those things? What are those things? Okay, great. If I aim for that, if I show up, if I'm generous, if I'm kind, if I am present, if I am going for my goals and trying to achieve my financial success and you know other successes, but I'm still going to be present in the moment when I see an old lady fall over and she needs some help. You know, that's what I think success is. And for me, it really comes back to being that well-rounded human being. And I think that's a lot of the problems that come out in the world is where we're not being well-rounded and we're only focusing on this narrow portion of, of our existence. And, you know, well, okay, I've got to make money, got to make money, got to make money, got to do this, got to do this. Okay, bang, 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 bang. Okay, um, what about your contribution? You know, like well, what about, you know, oh, okay, great. I'll just go and... Um, throw some money at something. No, 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 no. Like, how are you actually helping people? Like, what is the impact you're actually making? So what is the change that you're making? And I love this quote, like charity starts at home. You know, what are the impact that you're having in your people around? Because it's like a ripple effect. So for me, it's, it's working out what are the things that make me a well-rounded human being of high morale and high ethics that I can actually go and say, I like myself. I'm proud of myself. Because there's no, no, there's no doubt about it. If you do something immoral, if you do something that, okay, great, I'm seen as successful, right? You've got to sit at home. You've got to be by yourself. You're the one. Yeah, you've got to be with it. So you might be in the newspapers as, oh, my gosh, entrepreneur, philanthropist, giving away tons of money. But maybe you've got a terrible relationship um, in your life that you haven't actually you know, risen to the occasion to actually confront, um, and one of the one of the one of the factors of I think success, and what I'm noticing a lot more, is you have to be comfortable with confronting the uncomfortable, and and, and be, being and 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 that confrontation thing is something that especially, I mean, in the culture that we're in, um, in the, in the part of the world that we're in, it's very, um, it's you know, there's many great positive attributes of this place. But, that, but it's something that's absent, that sort of confrontation. Um, but it's, 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 it's a necessity. If you're going to be a well-rounded person, you need to you got to confront all the areas of your, of your life. And if you can find people that actually care about you and go, hey, 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 I saw the shortcut you took there. You know, I know what you're doing here. That's not you. Yeah, that, that's a part of your success. Sorry, I know that was a long-winded answer. I love it. it. It's great because you've started with checking in with your inner compass again. So you're seeing what's happening yeah. out there, checking in. Is this something that I really connect with, resonate with, want for myself? As opposed to yeah. just taking it at face value and just going running with it. Um, so there's, again, yeah. this respect to you and what you stand for. And then there was this piece, which I absolutely love too, is about 
how is it that you are going to look at success in a way that is going to elevate you to get in touch with your ultimate self so am i being a professional human being and sustaining mm, this lovely. position as opposed to slipping like how how long am i sustaining this professional human being, being attitude and being this person as opposed to slipping and then standing up again being back into the professional human being zone so this dance like of course we slip we sometimes confront our biggest fears um we, and it needs a lot of bravery of course um and then as we start doing this and accepting who we are and being compassionate empathetic with ourselves this is when we can start creating a greater impact for other people too because whatever we start seeing for ourselves now we can start to reflect on others as well what it really is i guess success is looking yourself in the mirror and saying come on you can be, be you you can be more than that and going out and being more than that you know and when you look at someone and you know they've got more to them like and you say come on you know younger brother younger sibling friend whatever is you know you're better than that you know you're better than that then going out and being better than that yeah elevating you and others around you as you do it yeah keep keep yes, on yes. challenging what 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 needs to be elevated all the time love it beautiful yeah yeah uh, I've heard so many different themes of what you shared like resilience, tenacity, discipline, focus, so many beautiful things that you shared that you've been through. If you were to throw to our listeners a 30-day challenge, a challenge that will you believe will create a big impact in their life. What would this challenge be? Good good point that I mean there's there's so many things that can really contribute. Um exercise is something that's amazing. I look at for the mind like like rather than the body rather than everything like just getting the mind right like the first thing in the morning and you know people have different sleep cycles they've got they, you know everyone is different but just something about that exercise just to kind of clear out the mind again clear, clear. what i would say i guess to, to in a 30 day challenge is more behind the philosophy of the 30 day challenge so maybe i'm giving you a, a nothing answer here but it's choosing something and committing committing that time blocking that blocking that out and doing it for that time because if you can do that for 30 days for one thing then imagine what else you can do it and from one success comes another you know from one discipline comes another so if you're saying i want to what is your personal project you're working on right now you know what is something that you have got that okay i've got all these things that ticks off the business the economic everything but this is something you know I've really been wanting to create this app or I've been really wanting to um you know bring a group of friends together to talk about our philosophy whatever it is spend half an hour an hour I'd say an hour each day on that thing and just commit to it and go back and then you'll be able to look at a month of successes and you'll go I am successful rather than I wish I was why can't I be when will I be you can look back and go i was successful in that month because i did what i said i was going to do and there's so much power that comes from i did what i said what i can do you know a caveat to that we all think we're going to have this perfect day where everything goes to plan and everything that day doesn't exist like you know we are we are evolving creatures you know so if you can commit parts of your day and they are successful then you can be really happy and you can have that inner fulfillment and you can realize that the game is with yourself the whole the whole thing is with yourself 
yeah. yeah. This is massive. It's so good because there are so many layers of lessons to be learned through this exercise. Like even if it's just for 30 days, there is so yeah. much tenacity that is required and discipline. And again, going back to those two, the focus, the discipline, the tenacity and discovering how is it that we can trust ourselves even more? Like you said, yes. I said, I'm going to do this and I've done it. Then there's this big layer of trust, like this solid foundation of trust that is going to be laid out for us to catap like catapult us or propel us forward from there. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much yeah, for yeah. this. And when you commit, when you, when you commit to that hour, commit wholly because we can all, we can all um, take little, you know, we can go, oh, look, I'll tick it off for the day. I'll tick it off for the day. Okay. But when you exercised, did you actually exercise for the whole time? Did you actually really commit to it? When you read that book, were you speed reading it, jumping over it, or were you actually taking it in? So commit wholly because otherwise you'll get to the 30 days and you'll be like, oh, yeah, I did it. I took that off. But only you will know how honest you've been with you. And deep down, it will come up. So make sure you've got the integrity and honesty when you're doing that challenge. Oh, my God. This is a whole new level. Um you are we actually, start another podcast yeah, <laughs> there we go another hour beautiful um i think this is where the practicing presence being present you also touched on this during our conversation being present to what yeah. we're doing um it's so funny because yesterday i was reading a parenting book and yeah. one of the key things that they were sharing in this book was if you were to spend 15 minutes with your son or daughter and you are fully present with them, it's going to make their day as opposed to you spending half a day with them and being like, you know, sidetracked and looking at your phone or doing other things or pretending that you're interacting with them. Like the being present with the child makes a whole difference as opposed to being with them just physically. And yes. I can see how this, it's funny, it was just yesterday, it's funny how this relates to that, because it's not only with children, it's even with each other, like when we are with other people. And doing things, you just took it to a whole new level, saying, well, while you are exercising, it's between you and yourself. How present are you to this hour of exercise where you are mm. fully invested? And it makes yeah. a whole big, like it's a lot, it's a difference, big difference, massive difference right there. Love that. Thank you so much for adding this. Such a great point. Um, what is the best way to get in touch with you, Kai? Yeah, so on YouTube, if you want to see the daily videos, daily doses, it's uh, Decide Your Destiny. Um, and then the the website where there's going to be more information about the book is Kyle Spirides, kylespirides.com. Um, and yeah, and uh, if you are interested in the photography side of things, there's Soul Gazing Photography, which is um, I'm on Instagram um, and you know I'm on LinkedIn as well as Cast Breedies. So yeah, like there's there's a few platforms for people out there. I haven't gone quite the way of Snapchat or TikTok just yet. Who knows? Not sure if I fall in that age bracket. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like a, a lot of businesses are jumping on this wagon. So who knows? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Might have to give it a go too. Um, awesome. Yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure having this chat with you, Kyle. Really, really thank you so much for joining me in this conversation. Thank you, Kyle. It's been awesome. Thanks for creating the space. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Carol Issa, and you've been listening to the Leadership Activators podcast. 
And if you're loving listening to this podcast, I'd love for you to write a review and leave a comment on what you've been learning and enjoying the most. I'm looking forward to being with you again very soon in the next episode.